When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Sure sounds like Kenny Pickett's going to get quite the chance for himself Saturday night in Jacksonville. And hey, look, anytime you're out there, anything can happen. Think of it that way. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of penguins and pirates that I hope you'll check out. I'll be heading back out to Latrobe today for what will be the final day of practice and thus the formal closing of training camp. Looking forward to that, and honestly, like everybody else, looking forward more than anything to seeing how the quarterbacks do. I've been saying again and again on this program that Mitch Trubisky is the starter. I'm not about to change that. Trubisky, by every account, though this hasn't been announced, is going to be the starter Saturday night in Jacksonville. Maybe that's just a couple of series. Maybe it's a quarter. Who knows? My guess is that it'll just be two or three series at the most, depending on how those series actually go. And as I've further been saying, until Trubisky is anything other than number one in any of the more meaningful settings that the Steelers currently experience, I've got no reason to believe that he won't be number one out of the tunnel at Paul Brown Stadium. But... The way the Jacksonville game is clearly being set up, it's going to be Mitch and then Kenny, and then you might see Mason Rudolph take the entire second half the way you saw Kenny take this last one against Seattle. And if that's the case, of course, you know, Mason can go out there and play hero against his own set of third stringers, against his own one of the NFL's worst team levels of defense. And if he does, wonderful, because everybody watches everything around the football world, and there's going to be somebody, whether it's the rumored Lions or somebody else, who jumps in and says, hey, you know, we could use this guy. He's better than what we currently have. I don't know how the Seahawks haven't already added him, for example. But there they were again yesterday in Latrobe with Kenny taking the number two team snaps. And Mike Tomlin naturally was asked about that afterward. You know, it's preparation more than anything. Um, He's going to get some reps 
and more varsity-like action in this game in an effort to get to know him and see how he fares and what he's doing out here is just preparing for it. Can I just throw in here that he's been surprisingly candid through this whole camp Tomlin has on this subject. I fully expected him to be in uh, dour, we're not telling you anything mode on the quarterback subject from the beginning. You might remember that on the first day of minicamp, I asked Tomlin a really, I thought, innocuous question just about what he thought. And he came back with, I'm not going to give you the answer that you're looking for or whatever, as if I was looking for an answer. I couldn't care less how he answers it. My job is to ask the questions. But overall, he really hasn't been that way. It's almost as if he'd made up his mind going into this summer. Hey, I've never had a quarterback battle before. Here's how I'm going to deal with it. I'm going to talk to the media about it, but maybe I'll also send some signals through the media about it, meaning to the participants, the only people that he cares to send signals to. But digressing, regardless of his reasons, regardless of what he's telling us or isn't telling us, Tomlin is giving Kenny a real chance here. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, Rigor, relevance, that's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. This is good. I'm all in favor of this. I I wanted legitimately, from the moment they called Kenny's name at the draft, for him to have a chance to advance up the Steelers' ladder. I didn't see it as realistic that he could start right away. And I honestly wasn't sure if he'd be given a shot at the backup role if Rudolph weren't traded. So I've got to say here, before I get into what Kenny has to do on Saturday night, that I really appreciate that he's being given the chance to do it. Now, what does he have to do? Well, short answer, he's got to do a lot of what he was doing yesterday at practice, which is hitting uh, short passes, using his feet, using his head, using the entire field, and above all, being accurate. There is so much you can overcome in terms of quarterback shortcomings, even if those shortcomings are just experience, by being accurate. Remember Alex Smith? Yeah, like that. And I'm not saying Kenny has to be Alex Smith, okay? But Alex Smith turned himself into a real live NFL starter almost entirely on the basis of being accurate. On the night that Kenny was drafted, one of the first remarks from Tomlin in that draft room was about his accuracy, how they appreciated the ball that he put into a position for his receivers to catch while he was at Pitt. If he continues doing that with or without splash, with or without going deep, with or without the drama, the highly unusual drama, of a preseason game that we saw this past Saturday, 
he is going to make a significant move up in the minds of the coaches. Now, whether that's a move up the depth chart or not, I mean, there's other variables in this, not least of which is how the other guys do. But Kenny himself can make a statement to the only people he needs to make a statement to. And even if he isn't the guy in Cincinnati, that statement can resonate whenever the time comes that he does get his chance, because it can come a whole lot sooner if your coaches trust you. When we come back, J1Q. Shot of Steelers is brought to you by our friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. They are the one, the only, the premier destination in Pittsburgh for craft beer. More than 500 craft beers available, more than 350 of those local, and more than 80 of those on tap. Mike's can't be topped, not for beer, not for the awesome kitchen and menu that's available, not for all the special events that are going on there. Check them out online at mikesbeerbar.com. Mike's Beer Bar, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Today's J1Q comes from Ty, who asks, aside from the quarterbacks, the running backs really stood out to me Saturday against Seattle. Anthony McFarland looked like he was out there to remind us he still exists. And Jalen Warren clearly had something to prove the way he was running. After seeing this past game, is there a chance that we see either of these running backs beat out Benny Snell for RB2? Yes. Okay, thanks for listening, everybody. That's the end of the show. No, really, yes, yes. Benny Snell needs to get back on the field. Now, I believe that Snell's roster spot in general is secure. And that's because of special teams. Uh, Danny Smith does not have final say, but he does have a very loud voice in the very final portions of the cutting process. Meaning Tomlin is going to do what he has to do for his base defense, his base offense. That's just a no-brainer. He's then going to make sure that he's got backups in place. He's going to work with his positional coaches and his coordinators. At the end of the line, and this is only by necessity, not because it's the lowest priority, he's got to see what Smith needs, mostly on, you know, kick coverage returns and so forth. Once you get past the actual specialists, meaning the three of them, the kicker, the punter, and the long snapper, You've got really maybe two, three guys that you could say are special teams aces who will make the team on that basis alone. The rest legitimately have to be part of your defense and offense. They have to be guys who can contribute as needed. So let's not leave that out of this either because it's a much bigger deal than I think most fans realize. I liked McFarland's running because it was in a straight line Saturday night. I liked a lot better the holes that were being created for him. 
So take that however you want. I liked everything about Warren's running, other than obviously the fumble. I loved the way he got low, even lower than he is when he just stands up, and made that work by churning his legs. I thought that was, in addition to being very effective and a little bit unusual, eh, this is fun. You know, it looked like something that would be a real challenge on a regular basis for other teams to stop. I don't see things in Snell's game as a running back that entertain me. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't see things where I go, whoa, look at that thing that Benny did out there. I see a player who doesn't hit holes that are presented to him. I see a player that has a hole to his left and runs to his right. He's got strength, obviously. He's a bulldog in his background. But uh, maybe, you know, in, in fairness, maybe it's a case of Benny's been around. We've seen a lot of him, and we haven't seen the other guys. Kind of the Mason Rudolph syndrome, really, you know, when you're talking about running backs. Why don't we want to see Mason play quarterback in the preseason? Because we've already seen him. I mean, this is old. Let's see the new stuff. So there's that's definitely going to be influencing my opinion and probably anybody's. But I absolutely see the position as being available. And I got to throw one more thing in here. I'd like to think that over time, I've gotten at least decent at reading Tomlin's patterns with what he says, when he says them, what the situations are, who the people are, how he inflects when he says it. And there's something that Tomlin really likes in Warren. And the fact that Warren fumbled the other night and is still, yesterday again, walking around everywhere with the football in his hand. And that when Tomlin was asked about it afterward, he completely shrugged it off. He didn't want to say anything at all to embarrass the kid, even though he'd already brought it up once after the game over at the stadium. He just said, that's something we do with everybody. Nothing unusual there. Nothing. Wouldn't want to participate in any kind of uh, funnies or anything else related to that. Just let it go. He likes this kid. That's probably the most valuable bit of information that I can share with you on that front you're free to take it wherever you want from there anyway i I am i'm going back to latrobe today um excited about that excited to share with you tomorrow whatever it is that i learned thanks so much for listening to daily shot of steelers